My name is Ali Shoemaker, and I'm a senior. I'm Will Coleman. I am also a senior. Leo Mallard, also a senior. On the weekend of April 15th through the 18th, I was in Vegas, which was super duper fun. This trip was through the journalism department, so me and seven other students got to go to the NAP show. It is only for senior journalism students and was a once in a lifetime opportunity I'm glad I didn't miss out on. Here, I had three other students who went on the trip with me to talk about their experience. So what does NAB stand for? NAB is the National Association of Broadcasters. It's the US uh, Association of Broadcasters all coming together for a big convention where they can like uh, show new technology, show interesting things. It's also in conjunction with BEA, which is the Broadcast in Educators Association. And those are more panels like if you're trying to teach broadcasts or like other things that are more kind of like the academic side. Say NAB was definitely a great place for sales and networking, but really as college students, we were almost the minority, which is very, very fascinating to us when we all came there. But what was really great, we got to meet actual industry professionals who either were just five years older than us all the way up to probably 50 or just retired in the whole democratic area and what they want to do. And it was really wonderful. Yeah. And I know you and you both saw more panels in the BEA side. So can you tell me a little bit about the panels that you saw? One of the panels that I saw was this one on the stories we don't want to tell about how news media covers mass shootings and another one was about engineering. And so as you can see, there's like a very wide field of what could be, what are the different panels could be. And so you learn when you look at these panels that they're not just for like education or like you're not there for to learn or to teach people how to teach people but you get a lot of information there that like you wouldn't necessarily think about and for like the engineering one we learned or I, at least I learned that like a lot of the careers specific for media broadcast engineering is so niche that you can't even have like a major for it in a university. One of the fascinating I would say topics that I wasn't really expecting to attend. We were all there on Friday and on Saturday and everyone was attending a session that I really didn't have any interest in and that's just how to basically break it in Hollywood and as an individual that's just not my niche and so I actually saw one about weather reporting live especially crisis communications which I did a little bit at my internship with the city of Greeley and how to understand not necessarily weather but I've done crisis communications when it comes to gas pipe leaks and water main breaks things like that and what was really great for me to learn was how typical broadcast explodes by about 13% viewers each time that there is like a national or even a regional disaster because for a lot of people they might just have a few stations on their TV programmed in there and they're not paying for it simply because it's on their TV or their home provider and that's an easily accessible way to turn on the TV to have live feed because Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, all those places are wonderful, but they might not have the information you're looking for as immediate as a local journalist would. And your emphasis is something different from... Yeah, so my emphasis is public relations and with social media. What were the requirements for you guys to go on this trip? You haven't talked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think the... The only real requirements were that you had to be a senior in the journalism program and you had to be over 21 because it is it is in Las Vegas. And yeah, I, th I think a big part of what made NAB so, 
I don't know. There's there's just an air about it. I think because as a student, you go there and get the sense that everybody there is actually out in the world doing this thing that you've been studying for so long. And on one hand, it's a little bit intimidating just because the idea of networking can be really scary. But on, on another hand, you realize that you've been learning to do this very specialized thing and you have something in common with these hundreds of thousands of people there. And you you realize that they're all there doing the same thing that you have been doing for four years now and and the same thing you're about to go into the field for. I also think something that was really great about it is that journalism here is such a small department so to like see it in a big form and see it like actually be recognized with like the broadcasting side of it and everything it was just I don't know I think that was probably a good part of it just to see like hey this is beneficial to us and we can network and we can meet people and we can learn about these things that typically we wouldn't learn in a smaller department even if it's just for like one panel. And to build off that is that we are in a smaller department, but they did cover admission to NAB for us, and they also covered the hotel for us. And so, like, we really had to pay for the flight to it, and that was the biggest biggest payment for me, like, going there. So I think that was, like, because, you know, even flights to Vegas aren't cheap, but the idea that, like, you have these places or you have these structures to allow students to go in there, even if it's, like, you don't have to pay for everything, you have to pay for these limited things, I think that's really, like, helps us all like contribute and get there in the first place. What was your guys' favorite panel that you saw? A lot of the panels are really interesting. They're very interesting in different ways. Favorite panel might have been the podcasting panel, which mm-hmm. you were also at. We It was funny because I asked a question and they ignored me. No, uh, it was a really good panel because it has like, a lot of these panels all had like a lot of specific data and a lot of like specific advice that was like like not just not just like general but like very cognizant to things that are happening now. I mean the podcast panel, at least for me, really showed that and showed like how different industries and different like genres of podcasting can be interesting and which ones are succeeding and which ones are failing and like me even implying certain like reasons and why and like how you can make your podcast a succeed in certain ways. Mine was the HBO The Last of Us one simply because that I play the game. I've played both the first and the second game through. I'm currently like literally one mission away from being platinum, AKA beating the entire game and getting all the trophies from Sony and being able to meet the co-director and the co-writer of that and the show and as well to the videographer, the editors and the sound was just amazing. And it was just really awesome to hear industry secrets for a massively million dollar successful TV show. Yeah, not to be a copycat, but the Last of Us panel was also my favorite. Specifically because since I joined the the journalism department, video editing has kind of been my biggest area of interest. So especially to hear like actual industry video editors talk about the very specific art, very artistic decisions that they make with each cut is like, that was everything to me. Like it kind of put into words some things that I've kind of discovered and wanted to learn more about with my own video editing so it was it was both vindicating and enlightening to to hear people that are in the industry working their process out in similar but much more developed ways that that I would go about that sort of thing did you have a favorite isabella i did also not to be a copycat but i did really like the podcast one i thought thank you fist bump i thought it was really interesting 
to hear something that I'm super interested in and something that I'm looking to do in the future and to hear people talking about that. I learned a lot of information from that one that I can take and use later on. I, I also really like The Last of Us, so those two are probably my favorite, but I like the podcast one a little bit more just because it's more relatable to me. Yeah, maybe someday you'll start a podcast. No. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> So we each kind of copied each other, but the event was absolutely massive, and we saw what we could, including our professor Sean's panel. So don't just think that the event was about podcasts and The Last of Us, because there were so many things to do there, and events to go and watch. It was literally a whole thing. Talked about panels, but what was your guys' favorite overall part of the trip? I think for me, it sounds maybe a little bit too broad, but meeting everyone in the department because so even though I'm a senior I finished all of my journalism credits about a year ago so I've been predominantly in the business sector because that's where my minor is in so I've been learning things in the last year that I haven't even really needed to be over in Candelaria much so it wasn't just a networking opportunity for me for like industry professionals it was literally making friends for the people i'm gonna see at graduation next saturday and that was just really something that while i remember everyone in classes classes are classes and sometimes people have lot always we all have lives outside of classes so it was a great opportunity for me to meet a lot of people and make friends i love being with you guys there but i think the the biggest thing for me was just being in that space with all those people that do it professionally kind of made it more real for me that after next Saturday, like we're all going to be, at least the goal is to go out and, and for that to be us. And it, it felt a little bit more attainable. It felt a little bit more like it was actually happening. And that's something I've been like looking for. My favorite part was getting matching swimsuits with Will here. <laughs> no, nice. no. Sorry. Yeah, we looked really good in this. Yeah, we did. Jokes aside, I think, and this going to sound a bit egotistical, but one of my favorite parts is being sick is being able to say I, can, I did this, to be like past it and be like, you know, I went there. Cause like a lot of going into this new world is, or new world, like, you know, the next stage of my life after graduation is going to be like applying for things and getting there. And I don't have like a lot of real world experience cause this is what university is for, is like have the preparation for the real world. And I feel like this was a good first step in a real world experience, at least for me. And I do have some, of course, everybody does in some way, form or another. But, like, being able to say, I went to this really big convention and, like, I know what I'm doing. I have, like, some information that is useful to you as my potential employer. I think that's a really good place to be at, especially when this trip wasn't, like, getting closer to finals week. And I have, like, assignments we all do. And it's like, you know, I think setting aside the time for this was really worth it in that sense. Why did you guys want to go on this trip initially? Vegas, baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One of the really big things that I wanted to go on the trip for was going in with the knowledge that, yes, there was a career fair, there's tons of panels, there's a lot of tech, there's, I think overall, when we were on the tram, we heard that there was like at least 100,000 people who attended the first day, which was, mm -hmm. I think, Friday, and none of the UNC students got here until Saturday, and it ended Thursday while we got back in on Tuesday afternoon primarily so we still missed three days of b of nab and bea and i couldn't imagine like overall there was probably at least 500 600 people that signed up or attended but really one of the big things that i wanted to see was 
a totally different market than I was aware that I'm probably going to be interacting with. Maybe not getting employment in, for example, like sound production, but I hopefully will be getting a job in social media creation, copywriting, video editing, and at least with social media, I've done video editing. So it's not that I was completely just willy-nilly, oh, let's go out in Vegas. It was definitely a way for me to market skills in other areas that just plain social media managers or communication specialists might not have. Very similar to like what Lee said is that instead of it being like for a business that I'm not in, for a business that I am in, to be like, because this is a controlled environment, university is in very many ways. So I wanted to see like, what is the non-controlled environment? What is like the real world situation I would go to? So when I went to, when I was thinking about going, whether or not I would go to NAP or BEA, I was thinking, well, this is like a first step into it not being theoretical and being able to be like, yep, this is what I'm doing. This is like evidence of like actual people doing it. So I thought that'd be a good experience to have. Yeah. I mean, you just sometimes, I mean, in any field, but especially in journalism, if you see an opportunity to do something or be somewhere that you have never been before, sometimes you just got to do it. That was kind of what it was for me. It was just like I had never been offered an opportunity like this. Had had I been able to go and I was like, like I, I just I had to be there, and I was—I think I was right for that. The, the HBO panel was actually also a, a big draw for me, just again because it was people who actually do the thing that I want to do, and yeah, could never have regretted going. I think as well too, for many of us, and I can't speak for all of us, but I think as college students, that idea of spending a lot of money, especially with that idea of Vegas, can loom over a lot of people's heads. But I would say if you're a college student listening to this and you have a trip planned with your degree, with your department, and while that might be really intimidating or daunting, I would always suggest a student, no matter what grade they're in, to do it. Because you have to understand that if you don't and regret it, you can't go back and do it. Piggybacking a little bit off of that, what is some advice you'd give somebody wanting to go or take advantage of this opportunity next year? go like i think there there are two pieces of advice that i would give somebody the first is the world is a lot smaller than you think and that is something that was maybe my biggest takeaway from nab you go somewhere and you just realize you're in the same room as the same people that you've been watching their content for forever and it you you never know who you could run into that might remember you later and even more than that like i learned so much about just the people that we went with and where they're going in life and and now you've made connections with people down the line who might be doing some really cool stuff and there are a lot of really pe- talented people in this program that i i feel like you know one day down the line we might we might end up working together and that is also true of some people that we met at NAB. So yeah, just like just go. Like it's it's such a it's it's weirdly such an easy space to navigate through, even though it's so big and can be so daunting. You feel like everybody wants you there, which is not something that I was expecting out of there. The other piece of advice I would give is that Las Vegas is a really weird place, and as long as you're safe about it, it's better to lean into it. Because it's, it's a really, it's kind of surreal, but it, it can be a good time if you let it be. I would advise, because one of my biggest regrets was that I don't think I networked as well as I could. So bring either business cards or resumes. Business cards are easier to like give out more, but like I went to the career fair, that I'll say that we were there. So I 
regret not having like a resume that I can just pull out and be like, oh yeah, no, I'm professional. Because like if you are here for like a very professional or to be like in a professional field, it's a good idea to have like this image of professionality by bringing in like business cards or some like resume so that people know who you are and know like have something to remember you by. And like even business cards, you could put like a res- link to your resume on there. So, you know, good thing to have like either or. I would say if we're just thinking topical advice, that's really easy to adhere to. One of the big things that I'm a very type A individual that I had to realize, you need to save quite a bit of money on food. Like food was the biggest expense. Sure, there's a lot of other activities you could be doing in Vegas, but you can't starve. And food was very expensive, but it was all quality. We had amazing times together as a group. We went out for Ben and Jerry's one night. That was really fun. We did Guy Fieri's restaurant as a whole entire group. It was it was such a great time. And I would say if we're just thinking in general, just doing more of a larger convention trip like that, always take time for yourself too. For some people, it's going to be easy to get overwhelmed. I think we all felt a little bit groggy even at the start of the last day, at least I did. And so you have to understand to give yourself that space that while there's networking events every night with like free stuff, free entrance to things, those can be amazing, but you can't limit your ability. If you know you need at least six or seven hours of sleep a night, do it truly because you're going to regret it the next day and it's going to catch up to you i felt like my best part was when i got a little overwhelmed while everyone was on the floor it was just me being able to explore different panels different people different places on my own and just be able to experience it because sometimes you need to be registering it on your own too and then my last question is if you could do a podcast what would you do it on who wants to start I would do a fiction podcast, and I had this idea that I wanted to make about, like, our library. There's something, like, weird or mythical going on. I haven't really thought through it through, but, you know, something fictional and fun. I think if we're thinking topically, I really want to do a podcast on media literacy. And in general, media can be one or two. A lot of people can get very, very upset with a lot of it. And then yet it's also incredibly useful as an escapism tool. And we're in this area right now of that line is blurred occasionally, that there's so much happening in the world. So I want to do something on media literacy, how to understand it, and how to decompress from it. Because being a journalism major, I absolutely love being on top of trends, being on top of news, and that's half the reason I'm social media. But if I had my choice to... I would really not be as immersed in news and pop culture as I am. I would do a history podcast. I'm a big old history nerd. And specifically, like, my my favorite historical stories are the ones where, I don't know. Like, I just, there's so many, humans are the same as we've always been. Just, we just have fancier ways to be the way that we've always been. So every time you hear a story about some crazy thing Florida man did, there's some dude in like 1300s France that basically did the same thing. And I want to talk about that. Thank you for listening to us talk about our time in Vegas and at the NAB show. If you are a senior in the journalism program this upcoming year, you should go if you can. It was worth it. I learned so much and made some great connections, not only at NAB, but with the folks I went with. 
I'm your host, Isabella Marcus-Porter, giving you a taste of UNC.